it when he he was like Godzilla. He's the Godzilla equivalent of wrestling because Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's beat in every match. You're like he's done. Yes. He's dead. He's dead to Godzilla's the world. Godzilla's dead. Call the doctor. All of a sudden, uh-oh. Wait. He's somehow he, he's reentered. Wait. Godzilla's getting up from the from the building falling on top of him. Hulk Hogan just took the guy's finisher. The match is clearly over. He kicked out on one. And now. He kicked out on one and, and it's over. And now they're mad. Godzilla oh, and Hulk Hogan oh. are both mad. I bet you if you put a video side by side of Hulk Hogan and Godzilla, Godzilla at the end of their fights, they're exactly the same. They both are shaking their fists in the same way. Yeah. And then he just points to the guy. Yeah. And then the villain is always just like, no, not me. Yeah. And, the, and then, you know, you know exactly what's about to happen. He's about to give him one punch, two yeah. punch, three punches, throw him off the ropes. Oh, what was the move when Hulk Hogan would, it would look like he was done. And then all of a sudden he would just start, he would hit him once, twice. And then, and then he would just like stop him. That's it. And then just. Do and then the, he gives him the, the big boot, Mutombo. and then the leg drop. Yeah. Yep. Because he takes the punches, and he starts hulking up. Yeah. Because his whole gimmick, <laughs> the whole concept of the character was that he's the Incredible Hulk. That's why his name is Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Is because, you know, the more you, p- you beat on him, the madder he gets. Yeah. He hulks up, and he crushes you. Yep. It's the whole, good job, Vince like McMahon. Godzilla. Godzilla just wants peace, and then all of a sudden, hey, oh, wait, what? You're really trying to kill me? Okay. But I would say, though, when I was a kid, I hated Hulk Hogan. I could not. Even as he's just like a young wrestling fan in high school, in college, um, I would watch him and I'd just root for everyone to beat him. And I knew it wasn't going to happen because he was in, he was in control. Yeah. <laughs> and I would still root for everybody to beat him every single time. I rooted for Sergeant Slaughter when he sided with the Iraqis back at WrestleMania 7. Also because I was a big G.I. Joe fan. I love me some G.I. Joe. So when Sergeant Slaughter turned into a bad guy, he didn't to me. And he's standing up there singing the Iraqi national anthem while we're at war with them. Didn't care. You know what? The time I couldn't cheer for Hulk Hogan was that time when he's going up against Mothra and those two tiny little Japanese ladies that control Mothra. That's oh, not yeah. cool, dude. Not cool, dude. Not cool. Well, I would say right now, though, when um, when Hulk Hogan came back to the WWE and there was a big old match when he faced The Rock at WrestleMania a few mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, if you remember this at all, great match. Like, one of the most fun wrestling matches that involved maybe two or three actual wrestling moves for the entire match. Uh was great but they had a big like tag team match and it, i went to this um uh tv taping in detroit at mm-hmm. joe lewis arena and it was right before that match was going to happen for wrestlemania and i'll tell you what i am a hulk hogan hater i'm just like i'm not going to cheer for hulk hogan i want the rock to kick his butt i'm just going to sit here when hulk hogan came out and he took the rock's finisher and then kicked out on one and started doing the routine mm-hmm. with the getting punched and the i jumped out of my chair and started screaming like a little girl I got into it. I have no idea what came over me. I am a troll hater. And when he gave Rock a big boot leg drop and then pinned him one, two, three, I started just screaming, jumping out of my chair with excitement. And I'm and and I know and I know wrestling. You know oh what I'm saying? Gosh. Like I got into the moment and I still can't even really like explain it. Like there yeah. is a magic that happens. Yeah. That I get now. Right. That I never understood before. Right. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Wrestling Talk. No, this isn't Wrestling Talk at all. It was for a second. Well, it was because wrestling's great. Yeah. I don't really watch it anymore. To I, don't, be honest. I haven't watched it in a long time either, but, you know? But, you know, during the Hulk Hogan, you know, during my like formative years, yes. I was all over it. Oh, my goodness. Throughout my high school and college years, and even like first years, like late 90s, early 2000s, I wouldn't miss an episode of anything. I was a big fan of The Miz on The Real World. Gotta love the Miz. <laughs> Although you don't gotta love the fact that he's from Ohio. Uh, and you know, when he was on the real world, he was kind of racist at first. Ooh, yeah. that's not good. Yeah. By the way, you're listening to Raisin Brent, and I'm Ray, and I'm Brent, and uh, we got a lot of stuff that we always have a lot of stuff to talk about, don't we? We just yeah. want to talk a little wrestling. We're talking about uh, my 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 past things and stuff, and you're talking about your homeboy who you know is a big time uh, local wrestler. Yeah. Uh, we'll try to get him on the show. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely get him on the show. Did you say his name? Uh, or? What? Phil Lander. Phil Lander. Yeah. I just know if we're allowed. Or in the wrestling terms, phenomenal, phenomenal Phil. Phil. Yeah, he's fantastic. I I'm going to make him. him do the filibuster on you, dude. <laughs> I, 
I'm probably too fat now. <laughs> it would probably hurt a lot, to be fair. Um, gar- uh, so, gar- here's the deal. Guaranteed he could take my finisher probably a lot better than I could take his. Yeah. I well, would just put hey, that out there. Hey, Ray, this is, this is an I would say, an unprecedented week, especially for our two teams. Two proud programs in NCAA football. Oh, the Lions and the Chiefs. Oh, you're talking about the University I'm of Michigan and Nebraska. Michigan and Nebraska. Oh, boy. It's we'll talk about week. this later, but yeah. both looking for head coaches at the same time? Are we surprised? And also Florida? Are we surprised? Has there ever been a time when there's been three programs of that stature all looking for a head coach at the same time? I believe that there was a stat that said they looked at the top 15 like most win programs in the NCAA, and I thought I'd heard this. I mean, it could be my brain made it up, but um, that there has never been a moment where three of those top 15 teams were all looking for a coach in the same uh, offseason. Yeah. That well, just we're speaks talk to the that. greatest programs have the greatest stability, I think. That's true. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the uh, NFL. The playoffs are about a, we're three quarters of the way through the season. Playoffs are only a step away. Mm-hmm. A step away, and right now, if the if the season ended today, Brent, both your Chiefs and my Lions are in the sixth seed, and both our teams going in opposite directions. That is a hundred percent correct. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, we turned it around. I'm laughing oh, out of sadness. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> well, and we also get to talk a little bit about our favorite TV show. The I didn't even know this number one show on television. Oh yeah, how has a cable show got the best ratings? That's because it's that good. Is that good? The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. We're going to talk a little bit about, and spoiler alert, you should just say that anytime you mention Walking Dead, even if you don't say anything afterwards, Mm because the people who run the marketing for Walking Dead couldn't even get out of their own way. Yeah. We've talked about this with spoilers before, but like when the network itself does it, what chance do you have? None. Goodness. You know what? Even more reason to have a satellite dish so you can watch the East Coast feed. Hey, you know what? It helps. Yep. It helps. But uh, we're not going to spoil anything right now. But uh, there probably will How be spoilers around. Not even now. But we How about will... right now? Well, now I'm about to. Okay. Because we're going to talk about... No. We're going to talk about the last episode, the season half finale. Is it crazy that shows are doing this now? Not just a season. You now cut it into half. It's basically two seasons that are just shorter. Yeah, I mean, I guess it gives them time to catch up on shooting and, you know, different things. And Gotta do you, it. Wakes you wait more than once a year. Yeah, and it, it kind of it spreads it out, too. So that way they can get another buzz. And I think, given that this is the Netflix DVD generation, who doesn't watch a show until it's already three, four seasons in and then starts watching and then binges the whole deal at one time to get caught up. Sometimes. I did that yeah. with Game of Thrones. I did that with uh, Thank Perfect you. Strangers with Perfect Balky, Strangers. Mr. Twinkasetti, Cows and Lowry. Anyway... <laughs> I did that with Breaking Bad. There you go. Breaking Bad I did as well, yes. Mm-hmm. No, yes, I got caught up when it was about into season three. Yeah, But too. that's the world we live in. They, you almost have to put those pauses in there so all the people who are late to the party can get caught up again. Yeah, We're busy helps, people, Brent. ratings. That's one of the reasons they have high ratings. I think it helps. Yeah. But in any case, we have all that to talk about and more, and we're going to do so after three seconds of... Kiss! If I hear you calling... Week 13 of the NFL is now past us. Every single team has played 12 games. The bye weeks are over. Mm-hmm. Three quarters of the season is done. How excited are you feeling about your playoff bound? No bad sight, uh, season sight, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they are not playing well right now. What? Yeah, they look. Oh, against the Raiders. Last I saw, wait, the last they I played saw, terrible and they barely They were 7-3 and three and had an easy game against the Raiders and then a I game know. you promised me against Denver. So let me see what their record is I right now. I promise you, I said they were going it's to It's 7-5. Yeah, 7-5. and five. What the heck? Man, we must be like five games behind Detroit right now. You must be. Oh, wait, we're only one game. Well, to be five games, that means we would have to have won every single game I this know. year. Uh, sir, no one's done that. Well, you know who would do that? A true champion. You know what team has the best would have the best chance of doing it, seeing as have they have the best record in football? The team the Kansas City Chiefs are playing this weekend. <laughs> your Arizona Cardinals. Uh, so on the plus side, at Arizona, best record in the NFL. At least it's going up from here, right, Brent? Well, based on your recommendation of the uh, fine visiting qualities of going to their stadium, are I'm you going? Definitely. No, I'm not going. Oh, you should go. I, I just I can't, I'm going out of town in a couple weeks. You know, to just, Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, I guess I could theoretically. You could just see what their awful fans are like firsthand. Yeah, maybe I should do it, you know. <laughs> see if Benny will go with me this week. Oh, my God. Me and Benny at the Chiefs. Why don't you get you, Benny, Just Clay, yeah. Jordan Monsell? That's right. Just get everybody. everybody. Everybody who's ever been on the podcast <laughs> or talked Let's about. Let's go BOC. BOC? Well, he's probably still chapped about uh, Lions handing Chicago their butt to them on Thanksgiving Day. I don't remember that. I just remember the Lions destroying them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. There was, was actually, actually Is that the same game you're talking about? There was a real butt handed. 
Oh, yeah. A turkey butt, and it still counts. But no, your Chiefs play Arizona this weekend in Arizona at the Marshmallow, as I will call University of Phoenix Stadium. I think we get the win. Oh, boy. Do you see doubt in my eyes? You might. (laughs) (laughs) I hear the words, and I don't feel the emotion behind them. I just, I don't, look, Arizona could lose every game. Their offense is not very good. It's possible. It's no Larry Fitzgerald right now, and their offense is not very good. And and I think we all underestimated how good Carson Palmer is playing. Oh, I don't think anybody underestimated that with Carson Palmer well, right there. I heard people still that's saying, a very very good team. I heard people still saying, "Oh, they're definitely going to make the playoffs." Well, you know what? They could go on four now, and they might miss. The um, I think they are definitely going to make the playoffs. They still have a game. I mean, here's the deal: they play at home against your Chiefs. I consider that a victory. The way your Chiefs have been playing lately. And oh, you know absolutely. What? Week yeah. by week, everything changes in the NFL. We've seen that too many times. From there, the Arizona Cardinals go and they play a Thursday game at St. Louis. And St. Louis, I mean, let's face it, St. Louis. That's been a up, loss. That's St. Up, Louis is playing real good. They're up and down right now. I'm not. Here's the deal. It might be a loss. but Up and down the field with Trey Mason. Oh, gracious. And uh, so, you know what? Could be a loss. I could absolutely. You could see Arizona winning that game, I would hope. And from there, they play at home against Seattle, which Seattle's playing very well right now. But again, on the road, Seattle's not the same team that Arizona is uh, at home. And so I can absolutely see Arizona gutting it out and winning that game. And then to wrap up the season, Arizona plays at San Francisco. Again, could on paper be a loss, but San Francisco is still up and down right now. And with all the Harbaugh distractions, if San Francisco's out of the playoff picture... Right? At that game? Isn't it possible the whole team will, in fact, just give up on Harbaugh, effectively giving the game to Arizona? No. You don't see that? No. Okay. Well, there you go. But I still think all four of those games are games they could lose, right? You can't look at any of those games and say, they oh, could lose all Arizona's them. definitely going to win. You know, it's not like they're playing the Jets at, at home. Well. Right? If you're playing at New York, New York's going to give they're, – they're, they're, they're playing hard. It's just what place they're being given to run on offense – and they have very little depth. So if they lose a couple guys, they're just but you know what I mean? The Jets, two and ten. If they're playing the Jets or the Jags at home, then you say, Okay, Arizona's gonna win. Or they're playing Atlanta at home, but they have to play Casey, who's you know, they're not playing well right now, but they still have a lot of tools at St. Louis. Uh Denver got their butts handed to him at St. Louis a couple weeks ago. It's true. That San Fran can beat anybody. True. True. And who's the other who's the fourth game? They play Seattle at home. Seattle, the defending Super Bowl champions, and by the way, only one game behind Arizona right now. But if, could I say this right now? On paper, those are four coin flip games, right? So they probably have just as much chance to go four and zero as they do to go zero and four. Well, no, that it means that they have a, the best chance of going two and two. Well, I think I think Not, most likely yeah. they're going to win two and lose two. That's where I was. That's where I was eventually getting. Yeah. And will that be enough? Depends on who those wins come against. Yeah. If those, if one of those wins is against Seattle, that might be all that they need in order to knock them down a little bit. Yeah. But if they go ten and six. That might not make the playoffs. It might not. No, it might not be enough this year. This year, there's going to be a there's going to be a ten and six team, maybe more than one that fails to make the playoffs this year. Whether yeah. that's in the N- NFC or AFC, it's going to happen across the board. Like there, the the haves and have nots this year are pretty strong. And you mentioned the Jets earlier. Yeah, I got to talk about the Jets because now that why because well first Ray, off they, they were, are two and ten. They are two and ten. You said at the beginning of the season they will be a good team. They've proven two and ten is not in any way, shape, or form a good team. You keep making bets with me. Now they're supposed to win five games by the end of the season. Now they have to go three and one. They still why might. are we wasting time on the Jets? Because they're the most exciting team in football to watch. That is terrible. They are the yes. I'm not. No, it's not in a good way. Here's the deal. I think, and this is maybe like um, uh, 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 like some sort of syndrome that I have being a Lions fan and having so many bad years over and over again. Now that my Lions as a Lions fan, are actually good, and they're in the playoff hunt. There's a very real chance they win the division. There's a very real chance they'd make some noise this playoffs. That I don't think any of that is even disputable. Now that they're good, I don't know what to do with myself because as a Lions fan, every year I'm used to having the Lions be terrible, show me nothing, and then I pick a team, a playoff-bound team, as sort of my surrogate team to watch. One year it was the Ravens, you know, and I just pick a team and I kind of root for them. The Patriots are off in that team, and that way I have at least some rooting interest in the postseason. This year I've picked a reverse surrogate. Since my Lions are good, I have become a de facto Jets fan because they're terrible. They let you down every single week, and there's enough talent there that they should be better. It's almost like I crave that disappointment. Should be better. First of all, weird? Ray, at the beginning of the season, you said the Jets could make the playoffs. 
That's what you said. You said they could be a wild card. I didn't so just say they could. Revi- I said they would. Yeah, you're using your revisionist history. You you know who you sound like right now? A lot like Mr. Skip Bayless. That's oh, what God. I'm going to start calling you right now. All of a sudden, oh, yeah, I picked them because I th- thought they were a lovable loser team like my team used to be. Get out of here. You said they were going to be good, and now you're trying to change your story. Did They're you terrible. Really, own it. Did just you really just drop a Skip Bayless bomb on me? You dropped it on Skip yourself. Skip Bayless? You dropped it on yourself by your by your words and your actions, the sir. The worst opinions in all of media. Skip Bayless. The guy who still thinks Tim Tebow can play. Oh, well, that's one thing you guys have in common. <laughs> no, we don't have that in common. Oh, Tim you know Tebow's, he can play. Tim he Tebow. thinks he can play. You know he can play. He's so terrible. Anyway, the point is, let's. why are we talking about the Jets? Let's get out of here. I think Rex Ryan's going to be fired in a couple weeks. The only other thing I want to say gonna on that. He's going to be the new coach of your Michigan Wolverines. I wouldn't hate that. You would, I would love it. Oh, man. That'd be fun. Uh, the only thing is, did you watch the press conference with Rex Ryan uh, after his game on Monday Night Football? No. He had this, like, mopey, oh, woe is me press conference where he looked like he had just been crying. And he's just like... And it's just we just didn't get it done. And so right did they? There. Did they compare notes with each other for the press conference? Because I saw Geno Smith's part of the press conference. He was like, "You don't understand how sad this is, man." That's exactly what Rex Ryan. So they talked is like, like, "Let's just act sad, so we don't act like we're phoning it in." But the get prob- out of here. Here's the problem: is Jets. The, when it, when a very very outspoken person gets humbled, you have no reason to feel bad for them. I make you humble. When a very very loud voice gets humbled you should never feel bad for them they put themselves in that position so for rex with all his hubris and everything like that coming forward when he all of a sudden loses it's clear he's going to be fired it's clear he hasn't done a great job and all he says is feel bad for me i just don't have the talent that i need to it's win clear you, he doesn't have the t- clear he doesn't hasn't done a good job he has no players on that team Right. Do they have a star wide receiver on that team? Eric Decker, sir. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Here's do the, do they have a star running back on that team? You have Chris Ivory and Chris Johnson, which were both good three years ago. But that, here's the deal. There's, but neither one of those guys are starters. But did you see that one Chris Johnson run on Monday night? He's clearly got some juice left in the tank. That's great. Well, I'm glad he gets now he's JC200 instead of JC2000. JC220. Two, J- not oh. JC. It's a CJ. Chris Johnson, two, CJ2K. I thought right? you were talking about JC2K, oh, your boy. Yeah. Well, I was mixing them up. <laughs> Sorry to insult you, Jamal Charles, CJ2K. So what I hear you right now saying is that Jamal Charles has equally as much talent as Chris Johnson right now. Chalk it up, Chiefs, 7-9 and nine on the season. That's incorrect. Owen Ford, and they have the Raiders on their schedule again, so loss. We can agree on that, right? I just I just tell you out there right now in Radio Land, do not feel bad for Rex Ryan, okay? That dude is he is just bloated, he's full of himself, massive ego, and when he puts on this oh woe is me, no, 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 you do not get to be as outspoken as you are. And when then when shown to be a dummy, you have to sit there and eat it. Don't try to make people feel bad for you. Sit there like a man and take it. Thank you, Ray. So when you sit here and you you say that the Jets will be good at the beginning of the season and they're terrible, you just eat it. Don't say that you, oh, I like them because they're lovable losers. I just feel bad about my picks. I yeah, don't do that, Ray. Oh, that doesn't work? <laughs> what, are we, you just what are you said talking about? Work. Oh, my gracious. Well, here's the deal. Jets are not going to the playoffs this year. I have to eat uh, that one. Thank you. Um, thank are they you. going to still fulfill your bet? Are you going to win your bet? They have to win five games. Yes. <laughs> they're going to go three and one. Get I'm going to say yes every single out week because now they're in. Hey, let's not win too many games, guys. We got a good thing going on with the draft picks. Um, in any case, so the playoffs are up on us right now for not just the NFL, where I mean a lot of it's starting to take form right now. You've basically got a lot of two-team races, uh, some fakey three-team races like the Chiefs, uh, Chargers, and Broncos, and also the 49ers, Seahawks, and Cardinals. We both know that like the third place team in both of those situations is fighting for wild card, not for playoff victory. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, I, I don't think anybody's calling that a division race. Kansas City's their their division hopes are done. Yeah. So. But for the most part, when you look around the NFL, I mean, there's a lot of open divisions. I mean, uh, just going around the real quick, the Patriots probably are in no danger. They're going to win. The question is, are they a one seed, two seed, or below? Probably a one or a two seed. Uh, you look at the AFC North. You've got the Bengals now a game and a half above everybody else who are all at 7-5 and five right now. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of teams about to collapse mm-hmm. right there. There's a big-time race happening. There's a bunch of there, look. There's a bunch of games coming, especially Kansas City and, and San Diego. They're going to be all in the middle of all this stuff. Yep. San Diego plays New England this week. They play Kansas City last week of the season. Kansas City plays uh, at Pittsburgh. They play San Diego again. 
So it's all going to get settled on the field. I don't think but there's going to be tiebreakers at, at the end. At this point, though, don't you almost have to concede the division to the Broncos? Uh, for the Chiefs. But now the, the Chargers, though, are only one game They're down. only one game back. So. Yeah, I don't know. And then I mean, it, do I think the Broncos are going to win the division? Yes, that's what I picked at the beginning of the season, and, and it, that's what I still think. And if you go to the AFC South, you got the Colts and the Texans kind of battling it out a little bit down there. Texans at six and six, so not as cool a battle. JJ Watt, the first defensive player with three offensive touchdowns, I think ever. Or it's kind of like awesome. That. Yeah, there are people trying to call him for like NFL MVP this year. Uh he's going to win defensive MVP. Assuredly, hello? you know who he reminds me of in the way that he's been playing and been used. Charles Woodson. Mr. Desmond Howard. Okay. Desmond Howard, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Desmond Howard basically won because he played... Uh, offense, defense, and special yeah, teams. Yeah, exactly. He's fantastic. It's a, it's a you know, if, if Ndamukong Sue in college, his senior year, had caught a couple touchdown passes, he probably wins the Heisman. It's possible. <laughs> and although I will say right now, Desmond Howard probably didn't play a ton of defense. Well, but what he, about he, Charles Woodson? Charles Woodson was the first and only primarily defensive player to win the Heisman. There but again, go. if he doesn't play on offense and some special teams, he probably doesn't exactly. win that so either. So he had those two signature moments on offense or punt returns that he got. And right. the same thing with J.J. Watt. He's a dominant. He's been dominant on defense, as he usually is. But for but NFL also, MVP? Why? Why not? Because if the Packers don't have Aaron Rodgers, where is that team? If the Patriots don't have Tom Brady, then those teams aren't that good. Where is Houston without JJ Watt? Where is Houston with JJ Watt? They're six and six. They're a five hundred team. They're two and ten without JJ Watt. Probably. Uh, I go three and nine. Okay, but still. Okay, great. Three games. Where is the Packers without Aaron Rodgers? But you could say that every year. It's so easy to say quarterback. You know. Because it's the most important position. This guy, this guy's having the most dominant season of you know of a defensive lineman for a long time. So give him the defensive MVP. So give the quarterback the offensive MVP, and you will do that as well. Well, and then you give him the overall MVP because the, offense is more important than defense mm, in the NFL. Circular argument. You can't score, you can't win. You don't score, you don't win. I mean, whatever. So what matter. I hear you saying is a circular argument. So we can keep doing this week after week. Exactly. Perfect. But yeah, and so real quick, flipping over to the NFC, you've got the Lions and Packers going back and forth. Probably going to come down to a final week of the season matchup, mm, unless is it? Uh, if the Lions don't stumble first, and with a home yeah. game against Vikings so and Tampa Bay and at Bears, you don't probably, see a stumble there. They probably will be decided before that week. I'll tell you what. I think the Packers are going to have more trouble at the Bills than I think the Lions will have at the Bears. I think that's fair to say. Maybe. Uh, and that's the North, and then you know in the NFC East, you've got the. Uh, Eagles and Cowboys fighting it over. In the West, you've got Seattle and Arizona fighting it over. I think and Dallas then, is done. They might be. But then down south, you have Atlanta and, and New Orleans fighting it over. Like all this time, we're like, yeah, this is the year Dallas doesn't collapse at the end. And here they are again. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> if they go into Chicago on Thursday night and lose. Oh, boy. Because I'm free. <laughs> free falling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, da- here comes the. You ready for that eight and eight Dallas season? Oh Dallas, <laughs> or doesn't it feel like we're on the heads cusp? will roll in Dallas when they go eight and eight again? But who can Jerry Jones blame at this point besides himself? Well, Jason it's Garrett. Jason Garrett. Well, here's the deal. Dallas, you know what? I was wrong about Tony Romo. <laughs> Dallas plays, and here's the deal. Dallas plays the Bears, and then they play the Eagles again in Philly. Could be a loss, and then they play at home against the Indianapolis Colts. Could be a loss. And then they finish the season at Washington. Probably a win. Could be a loss. Could be a loss, though. If if, if Dallas, could you say they they went over the hump if they go nine and seven? That's better than their Not normal really. eight and eight campaign. I think they've got to go at least ten and six, don't they? Man. Oh my! Well, they have to make the playoffs. They have to make the playoffs. And there's going to be a couple of teams with decent records in theory not making the playoffs in the NFC this year. We're going to learn a lot about Dallas this Thursday in Chicago. That's what I think. And the Bears can totally win that game. I know. I personally have been on the record many times as saying this Bears team is total trash, and I think they are. They're a dumpster fire, just just without a match. However. They did go into San Francisco and beat the 49ers. That was early in the season, though. That's still the same team, though. I mean, they're what pieces are different? They're beat down. Well, they're, Their defense is They're only beat down because they played against the greatest NFL defense of all time last week on Thanksgiving. Oh, they played Seattle last week? They did not. Hmm. But in any case, uh, yeah, so I think we have a lot to look forward to. But not only do we have a lot to look forward to in the NFL mm-hmm. playoffs, what else is coming up, Brent? Fantasy football playoffs this week. Are you talking about the Raisin Brent fantasy football playoffs oh where almost goodness. every single team that competes gets in the playoffs? Yes. Eight out of 12 teams, ladies and gentlemen. Three weeks of playoffs. I've never heard team, of this before. It's exciting. The last team that snuck into the playoffs as your eighth seed, and he got beat by almost 100 points. Friend of the show. Riley Smith. Riley Smith, of ladies and gentlemen. the upcoming 
True Detective Season 2, Riley Smith sneaks in as the 8th seed. Congratulations. After losing almost by 100 points. Congratulations, Riley. You made it. House money for Riley Smith. That's what I'm saying. House money. You sneak in like that. I don't know. Who knows? Well, you don't win anything for being the 8th seed. Well, but if he happens to win the first game. He could. Then he goes against those two weak 4-5 matchups. How dare you. So going into it, the top eight teams made the playoffs. So we'd like to say thank you for participating to our friends, what, Sung, David, Grant. And Nate. And Nate. So I'd like to say. And Nate. And Nate. Okay, so I'd like to thank all four of them for participating. David, kind of. David, David kind of participated. Thank you, David, number yeah. one. I, don't I mean, you got dominated every game, David. David, I don't want to be. I he don't played be... the second lowest scoring team every week. No, I'm kidding. David had. <laughs> David had a should have had much more than two wins. Uh, David scored a total of one thousand one hundred and ninety-one points, which puts him over a hundred points more scored than Riley. And what about Benny? Is an eight seed. And Benny, one thousand one hundred and seventy-six points. He scored more points than Benny, who's the two seed. <laughs> so David, it's just Tell it's fantasy, dude. That 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 uh, two-seven matchup. With Benny and Rafi, who yeah. was had won seven in a row and now has lost. Didn't I say Rafi's team wasn't that good? Lost three in a row again. I did say that team wasn't that good, right? I mean, like those two teams that have lived seed. a charmed life the whole season would be playing each other, Ray. Yep. Hey, I mean that's how it happens, though. But let's talk about ourselves really quick because you know I'm sure the people at home care about us because uh, one of us finished ahead of the other one ah, with the same record. With the same record, but I scored more points, therefore tiebreaker. Yeah, but I sat on players. I I had players on my bench that I was waiting to get I mean, healthy. So if you start Hopkins, you actually score more points than me and have a different so, playoff matchup. It's okay, so. I had the highest score in the entire league this week, and I left. You know, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be too braggarty. I'm going to leave the guy that scored 45 points on the bench. Well, still score the highest. We can say Brent Brent limps into the playoffs with the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. I start dominantly Brent in the playoffs. Breaks through the playoff gate the with the highest seed. score of the whole season. That's pretty good. And uh, I break in with a five seed. I thought I was going to do better. Now, granted, the people who finished uh, first, second are both nine and four. Yeah. And then there's a litany of us. And we're me eight and, and five. you conclude eight and five. Yeah. So I mean, it's just like a very, very small percentage. One game here and there makes a difference. So being a five or a six seed, actually, not really embarrassing at all. The big key is just to make it. Yeah, make it and then make some noise. Make it, win three games. So, uh, so you have a very important matchup against Fortified Zach Attack. Yeah, yeah. So he's got Matt Forte on his team against mm-hmm. that Dallas defense. Yikes. Coming up, I mean that should be pretty scary. So we got our give game it up might there. be decided on Thursday night. That's terrifying because I have Demarco and oh, right. Des Bryant, and oh, he's boy. got Matt Forte and Jeffrey on the Bears. Also, I'm excited for that matchup. Alshon I mean, Jeffrey. Here's the deal. It, again, you you put DeAndre Hopkins on your bench, and he went for like 54 points. Yeah. Now which, watch. Guaranteed, I start him this week, and he gets two catches, which does in fact make the difference between. It's not just me. You would have jumped all the way up to fourth place from six. You would have leapfrogged me, gone all the way there, and you would have been playing against the Cutler did it. Who I just played and has a uh, he has a tough team. Except, That's the team except I'm except playing. Quarterback, yeah. Your friend Jeffrey, the Cutler did it. So what I hear you saying is I will actually win my playoff matchup if I can beat one Jay Cutler. That's correct. Sir. I like my chances. I'll see you in the <laughs> final four, everybody. Calling it right here. All I got to do is beat Jay Cutler. Should not be a problem. And I just have to team. beat Andrew Luck. Uh, we just have to beat Andrew Luck and Matt Forte against. The- oh, you might be in trouble. Real possibility. <laughs> it's a real possibility. We'll find that out. So we'll be right back to. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about college football. I know you're excited about this. About coaches carousels. Wow. Do 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 do. After three seconds of kiss, and we just can't find the sound. NCAA, the first. Playoffs are going to be upon us very, very soon. At the end of this week upcoming, Mm -hmm. the one we're in right now, we will know who the final four teams are. And right now, a lot of people have it as uh, Alabama 1, Oregon 2. A lot of people. There's only one committee that matters. Well, a lot of the uh, ESPN people putting who their final fours would be. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of going off them because the only real one is the final one, period. Anything up to that point is all speculation. But they've got it as Alabama 1, Oregon 2, Florida State 3, and TCU or Ohio State as that four depending on how these weekend games go. yeah. Why the heck is Florida State ranked third? They're the only undefeated team in that whole conversation. 12-0. and A uh, couple of reasons, Ray. They have Jameis Winston, yeah, they Heisman have... Trophy mm-hmm. winner. 
Yeah. He eats all the crab legs yep. for free. Who's played a lot worse this year than he did last year. He's been a lot less accurate. He would. He's thrown 13 interceptions in the first half of games. He would bleep that right in the bleep. That's right. From what I hear. Here's the problem, Ray. Now, when we're talking about just like Florida talking State. about beauty pageants, which is what we're basically doing right now, we're taking four teams and we're just like, we're doing that, what is that show called? Hot or Not? We're, we're taking out the laser pointer. We're just pointing out the imperfections. And that's all we can do, Ray, right? Okay. Florida State. Six games that they've won by less than a touchdown, and five of them were against unranked teams. Okay. So they're barely beating not very good teams. So I would say if they played in a real conference like the Big Ten or well, the, the SEC, Ten okay. well, I'm saying even compared to them now, Ray, the Big Ten is still better than the ACC. Oh, absolutely. Okay? They play in a, a Big Ten, they're going to lose some of those games. I mean, the Big Ten, people say the Big Ten's having another down year. They're just saying the ACC is having another year. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's pretty telling right there where people expect the talent to be. But uh, here's the deal. When you talk about picking out the blemishes and picking out the flaws, right? I don't see a single flaw with Florida State. They're 12 and 0. Well, I just zero right. blemishes, no pimples on that on that Well, schedule. I guess then by the same thing, you would have said that Marshall was number 1 until last week. Oh, uh, they they lost a game last week. Yeah. So until last week you would have had them ranked at number 1 though, right? I wouldn't have I would have They beat to... everyone by 30 points per game, right? Here's Doesn't the matter deal. who you play, does it? Here's the deal. I would have had them ranked higher than 24. How are you going to go undefeated and Ray, barely look, crack the top 25? Ray, what did you just say? You said, I don't see any flaws. So let's rewind to last week. What would you have ranked them last week? I would have put them, if you're If you're going with your argument about Florida State, then they should have been number one or number two because they're undefeated. I think they should have been somewhere sniffing the top 10 at least. And Obviously then, and not then, because it, they lost to Western Kentucky. Well, once you lose to Western Kentucky, you go right off the board again. But that, to me, I would still love to see. But uh, that's my point. I would they, love to see Marshall play a very good team. The fact that we had to see them lose to a really bad team. Doesn't mean that we didn't see the whole time that hey, they were not a good team. Hey, all ups to Western Kentucky. That team is legit. That team is for Rizzle, sir. How dare you? How dare you strip down their accomplishments? That's what you are, Brent. You're a hater. You're a hater when talented people have success. Mm-hmm. Is that what I am? Let's just look at uh, let's just look at Western Kentucky's schedule, then, shall we? Let's do it because that's okay. clearly a very good team. Okay. I don't even know what it is, Ray. We'll just see right now. I'm, I'm looking right now. I have no idea what it is. This uh, same world-beating Western Kentucky team. Let's just call them the Western Kentucky world beaters. Mm-hmm. I think that sounds fair. They lost to Illinois. Illinois, very good Big Ten team. It was terrible. Very old Ron they Zook squad. They lost to Middle Tennessee. No, you, got, you cannot you They cannot lost disrespect. to University of Alabama-Birmingham, who just axed their entire program they were so terrible this year. Man, you, you don't sleep on UAB. They lost sure. to Florida Atlantic. Oh, that's Blake Bortles' end of the they world. They lost fifty-nine to ten to Louisiana Tech. They must have had a, they must have had the sun in their eyes or something that game. Clearly, they're a really good team. World beaters of Western. So Kentucky. when Marshall gives up sixty-seven points to Western Kentucky, that's my point, though, Ray. Sometimes you can see what's there without it. You know, you see some guy. Let's let's just say, for example, you're watching boxing. We're watching boxing. I don't you know why, these, but we, we got are. this guy that's a tire, like just a juice box guy. You can see he's oh Floyd Mayweather. He's just, yeah, you can see a guy that's just beating up on a bunch of tomato cans, bumbo heads, tomato cans, mm-hmm. and then you and then you can't predict what's going to happen when he goes up against a legitimate guy. You know he's going to get destroyed. I believe that that whole premise has been obliterated by Kimbo Slice, sir. <laughs> oh wait, no, it's the <laughs> opposite. Is true. Oh no, I've completely deflated my entire point. Here's the deal. I think 11-0 Marshall should have at least been near the top 10 uh, and at least been in consideration for one of the cool BCS games had they gone 12-0. At rank 24th overall after 11-0 and blowing everybody out every week, I would just say that's just disrespectful to me. Whether or not you think that they're an elite team and, and deserving of a world title, they at least get to get on the stage. They at least ha- should have a chance if they went 12-0 to, to get their voice heard. I don't think that's unreasonable. I disagree. They could have played in the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. I disagree. They, they could have played in the anybody. Pringles Cancer Bowl. What are we talking about right now? They didn't play anybody, Ray. Neither did Western Kentucky. Well, but yeah, Western and Western Kentucky. So beat losing them. to Western Kentucky should not count, is my point. It should count as five losses. They should be like banned from football now. But in any case, enough about those teams. We got our two important teams here, both facing coaching issues. Mm-hmm. First up, uh, well, let's start with me, just because uh, I think mine is shorter. Brady Hoke. 
Very good man. Even amongst his 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 critics, amongst his haters, if you will, nobody has a bad thing to say about the man Brady Hoke. He just is not the leader of men, the head football coach of a ma- major massive program that we need at the University of Michigan. He's a strong Michigan man. I hope he maintains ties to the organization. I'd love to bring him back some point as a lower coach. But as head coach, we just have to say he did not have what it takes. And so, therefore, as of today, the day we're recording this, he is no longer the head coach at the University of Michigan. You said a lot of nice words about Brady Hoke. Those are not the things you were saying before the show. You said he was a loser. That's not what He's I said. Not should not be considered a Michigan man. How dare you? I never said that. You said send him to Ohio. Oh, my goodness. I would never. You said send him to the never. Sarlacc pit, which is Ohio where he can be digested over the next 10,000 years. I would just say, though, when you're talking about Ohio, I mean, it opens and ends with a giant Sarlacc pit. <laughs> I mean, it's right there, everybody. It's not hard well, to see. Hey, at least they got Boba Fett. Cannon. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, Brady Hoke, I mean, I'll sad to see him go, but at the same time, it was, it was overdue. It was time. He probably should have been fired after last year's being not good enough. Uh, and then this year, not even making a bowl game for a team like Michigan, that's just flat-out embarrassing. That's embarrassing. So let's just talk about who I think Michigan's going to get first. So there are a few candidates that I would definitely say have a great opportunity to be the ned- next head coach at Michigan. Bo Pelini? No, not Bo Pelini. We're not talking about Bo Pelini. We're talking about Jim Harbaugh for the 49ers, who is probably on his way out and could probably, his style works better in college than in the pros. And the pros, after about three years, I think NFL professional players are tired of hearing it. He's a Michigan man, an obvious hire. Also, it would be nice now that we have a new athletic director if we have somebody to make that call to Les Miles. He wants to coach Michigan. He's a great, crazy man coach. And he would be perfect in the maize and blue. The Mad Hatter. I could, I could look, uh, there, I'm thinking in my head, I would love to see Michigan just lose a game on one of those weird fake punts that he does. Based fake on anything, punt from your great. own 15-yard line. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see I'd love to see Les Miles. I want to see what he could do. He has shown that no matter where he goes, no matter what he does, that man is a head football coach. He is a leader of men, and he is a Michigan man. So you gotta just give it up right there. I would love to steal LSU's head coach. Okay. If you cannot get Les Miles, let's say he just wants to stay at LSU. Because sure. my, my opinion is about Les Miles, he's he wants to be wanted. Okay. Okay. I don't think he wants to leave LSU. It's possible, uh, but I believe he wants to be asked. Fair enough. I just feel that he was—he felt disrespected by the previous AD when he had gone through every back channel possible to say he was interested in the Michigan job, and the AD never even called him, didn't even give him the respect of a phone call, and then hired Brady Hoke anyway. Mistake then, one that can be corrected now with minimal damage. If we could not get either of those guys, though, if Harbaugh decides he wants to stay in the NFL and Les Miles wants to stay, I'll tell you right now, there are a litany of Midwest coaches around the country. Uh, Where did uh, Jim Trestle come from? Youngstown State. Where did Brian Kelly and Notre Dame come from? Uh, he came from uh, an Ohio-based school, or was it Western Michigan? These guys, there are great coaches that come. Brian into Kelly these... came from uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, and then he was somewhere else before that too. Yeah, yeah, and so all these guys coming around, like there's these up-and-coming coaches who are very talented, very hungry, and ready for the new challenges that being a head coach is. So all you have to do is kind of like look around the area of of general five-state Big Ten country. For these like really like dominant programs coming up from the mid majors or well, tell me who it is a. though. Give me. A I name. don't know off the top of my head. That's the issue. I haven't done any research into it. Okay. Uh, because I just expect we're going to get Harbaugh or Les Miles. I mean, honestly, I'm not looking at that. If it came to that, I trust that the people are going to do their due diligence and find the right guy. Just like let's face it, just like Ohio State did when they got that criminal Trestle in there, who was successful. And uh, Brian uh, Kelly in uh, Notre Dame has had a lot of success as well. So Yeah, except they got destroyed at the end of this year. But he made the national championship game. And they got destroyed. And then he got I his. I mean, look, it's like that year when Nebraska went to the national championship game. What was it, 2001 against Miami? We had no business being there. We got our butts handed to us. Yeah, you should not same have been. Thing. You shouldn't have even been in that but game. That's the same. The same thing with, with Notre Dame. They didn't. I mean, obviously, once they played the game, they didn't deserve to be in that game. They no, didn't play enough they, good teams. They, they played earned Michigan. The right. They earned they the right. They got respect for beating Michigan. Yeah. They earned With the Brady right to Hoke? be there. They earned the right to be there they and then that showed right. that they should not have been there. Okay. Yeah. But that's what I would do. So let, let's move the shuffle over here to uh, the University of Nebraska, the mm-hmm. Cornhuskies. Yeah. Bo Pelini. The Bug Eaters. Fiery Bo Pelini. Last year said, hey, you want to fire me? Go ahead, fire me. Daring them. Right? Well. They had the, they had the tapes leaked saying, like, these spoiled fans in Nebraska, 
I mean, that was that's tough to overcome. Then Nebraska fans basically forgave him. So wait a minute. So what I have here about this is Nebraska fans hate the truth. He tells the truth about your sure. fan base, and then you try to ride him out of town in the horse he rode Maybe in. Maybe it's on. the truth. But Ray, you know that there's things even in, let's say let's say in your life at home now that you're a married man, there are things that are true that you can't say to your wife. Correct? I I, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Yeah, I dare see, you. and I would say the same thing. Any person knows that there's certain things you can't say to certain people, and because it's just 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 poor taste. Not because it's not true; it's poor taste. There's no win going to come from it. Yeah, that is correct. So you know, Bo Pelini, after nine and three, basically every single year, nine and four every year. Oh, excuse me, nine and four every single year, which says that on some years he went um, eight and four and overachieved no, 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 to be a nine win team, and some years he went nine and three and underachieved. Okay, sure. in this bowl game, That's fair enough. Now the argument that I have that a lot of people are saying is like, look, there's only been five coaches after seven years to have a like the same or better nine wins in every season. Okay, here's those coaches: George Woodruff. Penn State. Wow. Tom Osborne, Nebraska. Meh. Three national championships. Uh, Barry Switzer, Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, Chris Peterson, Boise State. Put that program on the map. And Bo Pelini, okay? So what I hear you saying is Bo Pelini is as good as Tom Osborne. Yeah. Here's what's interesting. Let's let's compare winning percentages, okay? And let's not forget this, too. Uh, Tom Osborne and Barry Switzer and, and George Woodruff, who was like 100 years ago, they all played when we didn't play 14 games every season. We played tops 10, 12. 10, yeah. Yeah, 11, 10 or 11, 11, maybe plus the bowl game, maybe 12 games. Okay, Tom Osborne, winning percentage 79. Switzer, 90. Peterson, 91. Uh, George Woodruff, they don't have because he was 100 years ago. Bo Pelini, 71. So he's a good, like, 10% lower than these guys because they play less games, okay? Let's ha- how about, what's a good what's a good uh, thing? How they did against ranked teams? Okay, that's fair, right? Uh, Tom Osborne, 16 and 11. Barry Switzer, 27 and 5. Chris Peterson, 7 and 5. Bo Pelini, 9 and 17. One out of three games. It's not, not very, very good. good. No. Uh, how about this? Uh, top 10 finishes. Osborne, 7. Uh, Switzer, 6. Chris Peterson, 4. Bo Pelini, 0. Uh, conference championships. Bo Pelini, let's just cut to the chase. Zero. Uh, Chris Peterson, five. Barry Switzer, six. Nebraska, two. He didn't win any of the big games. How many major bowl games? They all, the rest of them all went to major bowl games. He never went to a major bowl game. So when he's winning nine games, one, he's winning them not against very good teams, and two, even the bowl games they go to, they're not playing the best teams in the bowl games because they're getting to a lesser bowl. But here's what I would ask about that. Isn't that something you can build off of, though? How does laying like a, a cement block over the entire organization and starting it from the ground up again going to help anything? Well, there's two ways to look at it, Ray. I look at it as he's already proven that he's not going to get us a conference championship. That he's a winner. That he's a, There have only been, in the history of college football, two guys, two guys that didn't win a conference championship in the first seven years that went on to win one later on. And so one of them saying was, there's a chance. And one of them is Bill Snyder, and it took him 15 years, and there's one other guy. So the point is, if you're looking at math and just hard facts, he's not going to win a conference championship. He's not getting closer to winning a conference championship. His first season, uh, first time he went against Texas, where they put the second back on the clock and Texas won the game, that was the closest they came. And then ever since then, they've been getting their butts handed to him. Interesting. And you know what? Doesn't even count in that. Remember the 70 to 31 shellacking Nebraska got against Wisconsin two years ago? How could I forget? Yeah, we were at Matt Harris's wedding, That's right? right? Okay. 70 to 31, that doesn't even count on the record of top 25 teams. You know why? Wisconsin wasn't ranked! Yeah, but you can't beat Wisconsin then, ranked or unranked. So. And then two years later, Nebraska has a better team than that, probably. Wisconsin, again, has three losses, barely ranked, and they run the same two or three plays, and Nebraska hasn't figured out how to stop them, and Bo Pelini is supposed to be a defensive coach. Let me ask this question. Does Nebraska's run defense better against that Wisconsin game or this past year's Wisconsin game? (laughs) Well, this year's has to be worse. So I'd have to say they've gotten worse over the years because this year he ran for 400 yards, one guy in three quarters. 406. Thank you. That was a record yeah. for one week. That team, the other team had Russell Wilson. This team, you know, doesn't even have a, they have a serviceable quarterback. I don't even know his name. That's <laughs> I think his name is that Wisconsin guy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he that got dude it, legally, it every once in a while. legally changed. The guy that hands it to Melvin Gordon. Yikes. Yeah. So here's the deal then. Bo Pelini out the door. I know as a Michigan fan, if you were to tell me nine wins every single year at this point, based on Rich Rodriguez and Brady Hoke, mm-hmm. two massive disappointments, both of which potentially foreseeable disappointments okay. that uh, the fan base got behind anyway, 
We would take nine wins a year because at least it's reestablishing the dominant board because we are the number one winning program of all time. I think we cannot be having that. Okay. So I who does who I does th- wait? Hold on. I think yes. well, let me let me respond to that because I think you know no, Nebraska's uh, AD Sean Eichhorst talked about this a lot and he said, "Look, you can settle for good, which is what nine and four is." Or you can take a chance and go for greatness. Yeah, but rolling the dice and taking a chance and going for greatness could make you a three and nine team next Don't year. Care. You Don't will, care. you will if it happens. No, trust we already, me. We had it under Bill Callahan. We already had our five and seven season with Bill Callahan. Look, the thing is, if you're not playing for a championship, at least at the at the conference level, then I don't know. Then who cares? But here's here's my other point, Ray. You're comparing Michigan and Nebraska. Michigan and Nebraska don't play the same schedules. Michigan has a much tough, tougher non-conference schedule than Nebraska. Correct. So if you're taking Nebraska and playing that same Michigan schedule where they play USC and they play Notre Dame, Nebraska probably loses at least one of those games, if not both of them. We didn't play USC this year. But I'm just I mean, saying. Usually we played you get, Utah, who was very okay. Good. You played Utah, who who did some damage in the and they were ranked for a while. I don't know if they are now. Uh, those two teams, Nebraska would have had a hard time with both of those teams. Probably. So instead of nine and three, they could be seven and five, and then you'd be like, oh yeah, seven and five, you can't live with that, right? That's fair, That's fair enough. The but... best team we beat was Miami, who I think has five losses now, and the second best great. team we beat was McNeese State. Yikes! Who's an FCS team? Well, real quick, then, who does Nebraska go to then for their new coach? You're, so you're asking me the same thing, like if it was my yes. choice, who I who gets? Well, who's who, who do you want, of, and who do you think because, you'll get? Because there's a couple things. One, you know, there's who's who do you think's the best guy to come into this program, and two, who do you think can you know can win right away and turn the in the program around and all that kind of stuff. Um, the guy that gets me excited the most is Scott Frost. Oh yes, just Mr. say Scott it out Frost. loud, Scott Frost. He fills in a lot. If you if you have a little checklist of what you want in a head coach at Nebraska, specifically at Nebraska, cheats to win, <laughs> cheats to win. That's right. He threw the ball. He didn't kick it. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm just of course saying. we're talking about a play that happened in nineteen what ninety. Seven. Seven. I have a poster over here. It's called the catch, right? The kick. That's what it should be called. Yeah, the kick and the catch. Gracious. Uh, anyway, uh, the kicked pass on fourth down that got caught by my friend Matt Davison, color commentator of Nebraska, uh, to save the Nebraska season, which they ended up taking half a championship away from Michigan. Crap. Great season. Anyway, Scott Frost. He he has had a lot of experience since he left Nebraska. He went and played for the Jets. He played under Bill Walsh. He played under Bill Parcells. He went and he's been a, a, a defensive coordinator. Now he's been at Oregon for a few years. Uh, second year as the he's been there six years, and this is the second year as the offensive coordinator. So he's worked also worked under Chip Kelly. Okay, so I think he checks in a lot of the boxes. Former Nebraska guy, so he understands the fans and the program and what's expected. That's one. Two, young guy, uh, energetic, check. Uh, three, has a lot of experience around different types of things. Now, the only thing you can't check in for Scott Frost never is been a head coach. never been a head coach. But, you know, neither was Tom Osborne before he was Nebraska's head coach. Neither was Chip Kelly before he was head coach. Neither was Bob Stoops. And those guys were all fine. I mean, you could make arguments either way, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're there, – there are guys that get recycled all over and over, and they're terrible head coaches over and over, like Lane Kiffin. You know Would who you rather also, have Scott Frost or Lane Kiffin? You know who also wasn't a head coach before? Brady Hoke. Okay. Well, you guys Ray, should hire Brady Hoke. So let's just make the – Swing the, for the, the fences. The, the guy that keeps hi- getting hired over and over. Would you rather have uh, – if it's Michigan, would you rather have <laughs> Scott Frost? Nope. Or – Lane Kiffin. Nope. Thank you. So would, you have to pick one. No, I don't. Yeah. Which one would you pick? I take a... Less, or let's say you're a Nebraska Jim, Jim fan, you're not going to pick Scott Frost. If you're Nebraska... You're not taking Lane Kiffin in Nebraska. Well, Monty Kiffin. Guess where he was a defensive coordinator? Back in the day, Nebraska. Great. So you bring in Monty Kiffin to run I'm your just, defense. You said, like you said, hey, somebody's been a head coach before. He's been a head coach a bunch instead? of times. You take Scott Frost or would you take a guy like Tyrone Willingham? Tyrone Willingham has shown that he could be a very good head coach if given the right opportunity and right talent pool around him. I would take Scott Frost because okay. I think Tyrone Willingham falls into kind of the Bo Pelini. He doesn't really win the big games. It's possible. but In any case, um, speaking of things that are dead, we're going to talk about The Walking Dead after three seconds oh. of Kiss. So talking about Walking Dead, a spoiler alert, just in case. Yeah, everybody um, at home, if you haven't seen it yet or haven't paid attention to AMC's shame on official, you, first of all. official Walking Dead Facebook page, yikes. Uh, is it any coincidence that on the same day Bo Pelini gets the axe, that Beth gets shot in the face, Emily Kinney, 
was from Nebraska. Oh, gets the axe. Oh boy, the axe is in. You're fired. Yeah, she'll be back in flashbacks. Yeah, you would think. Beth is dead, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, Beth's dead, baby. Beth has left the building. Beth's dead. Yeah, I mean, you kind of saw it coming. I mean, the whole time I thought, wouldn't a great swerve at the very last scene, wouldn't a great swerve be if we just do the trade-off and then everybody just walks their separate ways, end of episode? That would have been kind of great. Wouldn't that? I mean, like, no show does that. You know something's going to happen. Somebody's going to get crazy. Something's going to go down. Just once at the end of one of these seasons, I'd just like to see it just be like, really tense, really tense. Everybody did the right thing. Credits. What do you so? You, so you're much? saying that would be the 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 most uh, unanticipated ending? Yeah. Okay. The ending where everything goes right and no one dies. And I think the most unanticipated ending is almost like that. It's like she. What's her name? Who is the girl? The uh, the terrible lady. The f- lady cop. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure. She says, uh, "But Noah comes with us, right?" Yeah. Then they everyone walks away, and then she goes, "Noah, go with your friends." Uh, that's the most on it. <laughs> then she actually does. <laughs> yeah, but these are all really nice and happy endings. No, I know. I'm just and saying. Walking Deadheads. I'm never saying it's best because it's unanticipated. Yeah, I'm not saying I would like it. I'd be like, what? Where's the death? Where's yeah. the mayhem? It would. I don't even mind if it's not. If it's not climactic. If it's anticlimactic, and then everything's cool. Nobody saw that coming. And, and, the, and all these quote unquote, all these pools that people put together of who's dying, blah 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 blah, who kills who. Literally nothing happens. It's the equivalent of playing squares for the Super Bowl and having it be 0-0 at the end of the first quarter. It's kind of fantastic in its own way. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So, yeah, Beth is dead. You got Rick Grimes. Everybody's just crazy. So, it was also, it was a pretty rough season to have the name Bob on The Walking Dead. Yeah. Yikes. So, you've got Bob uh, B- Barbecue mm-hmm. eating their kebabs. Yep. With their spoiled meat. But then you also got the cop named Bob, who got crazy there. I don't really know what he was thinking. You're a jerk. That's Smash. what I thought of him. You're a jerk. And then Rick Grimes runs him down with his car at the very beginning of the episode, and he's just like, okay, we'll make this right. We'll figure this out. We'll make this right. And Rick's just like, it's like, you know what he reminded me of? Hank in Breaking Bad in that in uh, the Osmond Diaz episode. Yeah. is because he just is just like, he's the smartest man I know. How did you not realize how this was going to end? <laughs> yeah. Boom! And just blows him away right there. So how... What did you think was more disturbing in the episode? More disturbing. The fact that Beth died, you know, basically rebelling against this lady that she sees as a bully. Being a dummy, but yeah. Yeah. Or or Rick just saying, like, no, nah, I know you have a broken back and you're paralyzed. I'm shooting you in the face right now. Well, he almost did that, you know, as a favor. One, he just didn't want to deal with that guy anymore because the, he thought he could trust him, and the guy broke his word. Basically, the guy showed himself to be a potential threat down the road. So Rick's got to get rid of him. You, at this point in Rick's cycle, in Rick's arc, he isn't taking f from nobody. <laughs> you know, I mean, he says, oh, "I'm gonna give you a chance. I'm gonna be fair." And the second you break that chance, I'm going to come down hard on you. That's it. Boom. Beth dying. It's not surprising that she attacked the lady cop, but it was dumb. What did she think was going to happen in the middle of two groups of heavily armed people when you, you know, shank their leader with a freaking safety scissors in the neck? Just dumbness. But at that point, maybe she just didn't care. Maybe she felt an act of rebellion was more important than her own life. I I don't know. Beth was really feeling her oats, you know, and she got a little overconfident. Maybe. You know? You know, I'd like to know what was going through her head. And then I, I saw thought, what like, was going you know through what? her head. Noah saved hey, everybody. her say, Noah saved her once already. And then that was a really bad pun. Uh, Thank you. Noah saved her once already. And she had already kind of talked to this lady and figured out what she was, which is basically a bully, you know. Oh, she's terrible. Yeah. Because she's basically like, okay, we got a trade. Oh, and one more thing. Oh, and by the way, I'm still going to win this and get over on you. Yeah. Nope. Bad, bad call. Um, and th- that went almost the way you would expect it to go. Like everybody kind of made logical decisions except for Beth in that one moment, but she was probably very emotional. Yeah. You know, there's this woman that she sees is about to like win. You know, she was about to get Noah. Yeah. Noah was about to say, let me do this. And she's just like, I can't let her quote unquote win. And then as a result, she got her head freaking blown off. Whoops. The question I have though is the pastor in the church. Tell me if you can follow me this year. Mm-hmm. He removes the floorboards of his uh, rectory, he crawls on through the underside of the house. Mm-hmm. Gets out and then runs around, does his thing, and then gets chased by zombies back to the church again. At which point he runs, runs to, to the, the barricade f- where there's a bunch of pointy 
Lance's. Where he knows the front door has been nailed shut and starts banging on it. Please let me in. Please let me in. Please let me in. Instead of crawling back under the house and coming back up through the floorboards that he already knew were there. Well, do you blame him or do you blame Carl and Michonne? Because if I hear the guy coming back at the front door and he's like, let me in. I'm like, you didn't go out the front door. Go back in where you came out, dude. We're not unlocking the door and letting the zombies in. I mean, it's possible they didn't think about where he might have come out from. They were just kind of in that moment because it's possible he could have climbed out and jumped off the roof. I and think even in the moment, then. I'm like, wait, how did you get out there? We don't really have time to have a full sure conversation. Sure you do. The door is locked. So how do you get out? Was he David Blaine? He's either David Blaine or he crawled out the back. Also, was this your card? Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Right? Crazy, though. No, just dumb. Just that straight-up horror movie dumbness right there. And then there. they... I, I didn't get that either, and I kept t- saying this to my wife. Like, why Why are they doing it? this? They're acting so dumb right now, okay? They they do that. They let all the zombies in. They all crawl back out through the crawl space. All the zombies are inside. So what's the natural thing to do if you want the zombies to leave? You, get, you lure them back outside again. You go back out to the front, and you lure them back outside, and then you run back around and they can't run as fast as you and you go back in the floorboards and lock the door that's done or just do an end run around them and go back in the front door thank you all seems fine no to me. let's just lock them in the church let's just nail them in so we can't ever go back in there now and why this the, is why we can't have nice things and why did the priest leave anyway all he did was just like see bob's foot mm-hmm. on the grill yeah what was the advantage of that what did he need to do out there was yeah that- you know what dude needs to go he does need to go. He's a liability. <laughs> if if I'm playing the Walking Dead video game and there's a choice between save priest, leave priest behind, I'm leaving priest behind. I'm pressing the B button as fast as I can. You know what's gonna you know in the zombie apocalypse, Ray? I'm not talking about the real world. In the zombie apocalypse, so the real world. Yeah. If that same thing happened yes. to me, and you were in the other group and you left, yes. You know what would happen when you came back? There'd be no priest. Well, kind of. You'd come back, you'd be like, where's the priest? And I'd be like, oh my god! It was an accident! I'm trying to shoot the zombie and I shot him in the head! It wasn't a... I would totally do the fake crying, but that dude would not be around. You know, you know, if it was the reverse, and I was the one left behind, mm-hmm. and you were coming back, I'd yeah. be like this. Guys, I got two important pieces of information. You want the bad news first or the good news, Brent? The bad news. Okay, the bad news is the priest is is no longer to be found. He's is left. that also the good news? The good news is I've got this delicious barbecue prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Unrelated. Unrelated story. <laughs> no, but I very I thought that ending was very nice. I thought it was kind of a slow moving episode. Uh, overall, I mean, it, it's good that they kind of tied up all their loose ends. They brought it all back together. And and what's the dude with the guy from season one following him? There's a lot of uh, fan theories out there about that. I don't think that. he's following them. I think he's trying to find them, and he just keeps missing them. Is he trying to find them? I saw an alternate theory which said he's looking for the guys who took over Terminus, the bad guys who were still left and kind of out in the woods somewhere. Because that symbol on the tree, that cross symbol, if you look, you know, I remember that really crazy guy they pulled out of that crate? Yeah. He had that tattooed on his head, mm-hmm. that same symbol. And so the rumors on the interwebs, and I'll just put it out there, go, he was part of the bad people who took over Terminus and turned them into cannibals in the first place. Now, after they left, why they stayed cannibals, completely separate issue. Well, they might have been tainted at that point. I don't point, know. But... Like, I'm reading a little bit of his body language, and, like, when he sees the, you know, kind of, he know, he kind of realizes some of the people that he thinks are, that he just missed, and he kind of is smiling and laughing a little bit. I don't think there's an evilness there. Now, there's a possibility that that dude is just bat-ass crazy. It's true. Too. But he seems like he's got his poop together from last time we yeah. saw him a couple seasons think so. ago. Yeah. But uh, cool. And I, you know what I think is, here's my prediction about this character. Yes, sir. He will never see them. He will just continuously not ever see them, and maybe he'll see them in the finale of the entire show. That's what I think. Here's my prediction. Walking Dead spinoff with him in it. Hmm. They already said there's going to be a spinoff. Uh, just sets the table right I there. I think the spinoff clearly is going to be Clementine. Love to see it. From the video game. Well, we'll talk about that in just a sec. Because we got to come back and wrap up the show. Are you ready for yeah, that? Let's, let's do, do it. it after three seconds of... Kiss. If I know you're lonely, and I hope you feel right. And I don't know what part of me thought that I was going to feel good after finishing The Walking Dead Telltale Game. <laughs> what part of me two. thought that I'd be uplifted? I just finished season two finally this I gotta morning. I got to say, was that not the most messed up 
decision process you've had to make at the end of one of these games. Man, it it was rough, that's for sure. It was a tough decision, wasn't it? You're I in mean, a, well, I mean, again, spoiler alert if you're not going to play the video game, but uh, either way, you're basically you're a little girl, and you're in a group of about six people at the beginning of the episode. At the beginning of the episode, you're being held at gunpoint by like a Russian mafia. Mm-hmm. And then as the as the as the episode lingers on over the course of the 2 hours of gameplay your group gets cut right in half you're losing everybody and then all of a sudden you get down to yourself and your two kind of caretakers from the last couple episodes and a baby and a baby that you're you're responsible for so if you kind of do the Venn diagram it's like two people then under them is you and then under you is the baby mm-hmm. this is who you're responsible for and then the mommy and daddy basically they're not but i mean yeah. like they start fighting like crazy and, and you one of to- them is like kind of a tough Tough lady, a tough, tough lady, chick. but she, but you're not sure if she has your best interest. She in hasn't mind. been around you long enough to really fully evaluate your, fully evaluate her. But you like her. But she's also bailed on your group once before. Mm-hmm. She left and came back to help you, but she was gone and maybe could have helped you avoid your problem in the first place. And Kenny is, or the second guy, Kenny is surly. He's been very damaged. He might be bat- heavily crazy. damaged. He's lost more than one family during the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. However. I believe, uh, unflinchingly, he has your best interests at heart all the time. Mm-hmm. He might not always, you know, make the best decisions, but never he would do everything in his power if he, because he's trying to protect you. And you're trying to pick between these two people. One, I don't think that's his motivation all the time. I think um, part of it is... possible. I, I don't Part I don't of know. it is I think the darkness re- inside. I think he's real. Uh, for me, there's more... There's a little more of a... Uh, why won't you guys listen to me? I'm the man. I feel like there's a little it's a lot of that in there. In a there lot too. of that in there. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But he also gets stuff done. He does. But so did she. But so did the other lady. So yeah. anyway, it comes down to it. Eventually, at the end of the day, you have to make a choice of who you're going to go with. We'll say, mm-hmm. and and uh, and bring the baby with you. And then there's a second potential set of choices based on did you tell them both to go take a hike? Yeah. And which you go is, off on your own. Which is what you did. Which is what I did. Which is not what I did. So and we only got vastly for different me, endings. Twenty two percent. Only twenty two percent did what I did. Only I think fourteen percent did what I did. Yeah. See, so th- I mean, there's a lot of variation in there. Yeah, is what there I'm is seeing. a lot of variation. I'm sure like the biggest ones only like thirty percent. Pro- probably assuredly. Um, yeah. But anyway, a very good game. But if did you, have... you feel? I felt like morally, I felt okay with my choices. I didn't feel okay with what happened. I didn't like but, any of it. But yeah. I felt okay with my choices. I can live with them. What about you? Uh, I could absolutely live with my choices. I feel like I ended, based on talking off the air, I ended at a better place than you did. Um, Not running through know. a pack of zombies in the forest holding a baby by myself as a little kid. Hey. That's a bad place you know to what? be. I don't have to depend on anybody else. No one's going to stab me in the back. And maybe Jane taught you that. Yeah. Hmm. I ended up being protected by a whole community of people, so. Well, I'm sure I'll end up there eventually. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, baby. Um, but that being said, uh, so here's the other thing. If you haven't played the Telltale games, you should play Walking Dead Season 1, 2. You should play Wolf Among Us. We've talked about it in the air before. The new one, Brent, are you going to play it? Tales from the Borderlands. Absolutely. All right. I've already played the first one. It came out for Xbox One before it came out for the 360, yeah. which is what you have. And it's just coming out, what, you said today? Yeah. Okay. I'll you be playing it tonight. Play it tonight. Next week, we'll have a whole like thing talking about right. it, because I think it was fantastic. And then the next one, next Telltale, they're just taking over all these things that we love, right? All these. Are you talking about? Game of Thrones. Oh, yes. Game of Thrones. Yes. Can't wait. Can't wait. But in any case, it's time to end the show, Brent. Okay. Spoiler's over, everybody. Spoiler alert. Show is now over. Oh. Well, it's not over yet. Good night, everybody! Wait, you're going to have to dress... What? Hmm? So anyway, there's a lot of things you can do. Thank you all for listening so very much. Um, I appreciate it if you go on iTunes, subscribe to the show. Go on. I haven't checked it out in a little while now, but Stitcher Radio, you get the Stitcher app on your phone, or you can just listen it. to it. Web-based, you can put us in your playlists. You can uh, you know, check out the show, man. I appreciate you all listening. Give us five stars. Help us get somewhere, everybody. Only through your support can we mean anything. That's pretty fair to say, right? Uh, I think it's an incorrect. Oh, but it helps. Possibly. Good enough for me. <laughs> In any case, if you want to contact the show, you can always tweet at me at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. Or you could tweet the show at Ray Brent Podcast. Check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. Email the show, Ray Brent Podcast at gmail.com. We got a lot of people we got to thank this week, Brent. We got to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. The train wrecks. Got to thank the train wrecks. We got to thank our pal Jordan Monsell. Jordan Monsell. Silhouettes by Jordan. Northern California till the end of the year. That's what I've heard. Yeah. And you see him on Facebook. He's selling the stuff. 
Yeah, he is. He's making some great steampunky silhouette art that you should probably go buy. Oh, yeah. You know what I saw the other day? I had to ask him what it was. I texted him. I was like, what is this? It was Maggie Smith from Downton Abbey. <laughs> Sweet. I guess she's Victorian, right? Yeah. I guess it makes sense. Uh, we also have to thank well, David Knoll. Victorian, Nol- but, you know, old-timey. Old-timey Back in, like, World War One. Yeah. Oh, Victorian. Yeah. That's <laughs> not Victorian. Oh. <laughs> Got to thank David Knoll for producing the show. And for only winning two games in the league. Good job, David. Uh, David, I appreciate you throwing this week uh, to me in the final week of the season, setting me up for a great playoff run. Thanks, David. I appreciate all your support. Anybody you want to thank, Brent? I'd like to thank Coach Bo Pelini. Oh, Coach Bo Pelini. Yeah. Okay. For your fiery attitude, just your hubris, and for finally not losing four games. Good night, everybody. Gonna have to drag me out in chains. Can I talk about my guy, Bo Pelini? Well, real quick before we talk about yeah. him, just just briefly mention like who we would get to. Uh, ho- oh, for coach. Michigan. Okay, yeah. the, okay. Well, let's cut this part out. Uh, we'll cut this part out, and then we'll just continue talk about who you think you're going to get, and then we'll talk about Nebraska. Right. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So let's just talk about who I think Michigan's going to get first. So, so Bo Pelini. <laughs> Go ahead. So let me just. Bo Pelini. Are you done? I'm done. Yeah. So let me just. Oh. <laughs> there will be babies punched. Sorry. All right, let's do it for real. There are. Bo Pelini. 